ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. The Drive. Brought to you by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Local then, local now. Member FDIC. We're ready to go with your phone calls this hour. The White Claw phone line is 877-420-TALK. That's 877-420-8255. Our text line is open. You can text the program. You can do what all the kids do. You can be on your phone and just text. 304-523-2275. That's 304-523-2275. Paul Swan, your host for today's edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Ryan Sirk, our producer, he's uh, vibing in the studio. I mean, it... I don't know what you're doing. You're just bouncing your head back and forth. So I guess you're vibing in the studio this afternoon. So it's all good. Uh, we got a lot to get into. Uh, yeah, I know. You say that every day. You got a lot to get into. Well, we do. I said yesterday that if Marshall got beat by FIU, boy, we got problems. Houston, we got a problem. Marshall lost to FIU. 62-59, the women win, so that's a good thing. The men lose 70-66, to that's a bad thing. Let's talk about the women first. I, I want to talk about the women first. I was texting Coach Kemper last night after the game, and um, yeah, he's a, he's a genuinely appreciative and humble man. He's always um, He's always good to talk to. And I'm excited for him. I think he's put in the the hard work. He's put in the time, energy, and effort. He did some good things. He's improved his team. He's benefiting from it now. And I hope this is more of things to come for him. I like what they're doing promotion-wise. There's another opportunity on Saturday to see the women play. And this time... It's not the ice cream that's the promotion. No, it's it's lemonade. I saw this today. I saw this come down, and I'm sitting there going, oh, okay, they're going to do more ice cream. So, first of all, first 50 students at Saturday's game will get free lemonade. I could go for some lemonade right now, actually. So, high noon. If you show up, if you're a student, doors open at noon. And all students should use the upper-level doors that face the tennis court. You get in. You're the first 50. You get your ice cream. No. You get your lemonade. Yes. You get your... Also, the first 300 fans will receive a Marshall-themed bang-a-banner. Posters will also be available. So they're doing nice little things there. I don't know what a -a bang-a-banner is. Ryan doesn't know what a bang-a-banner is. Is it one of those pool banners? Is that what it is? I don't know. Text line, you can educate me on this one, 304-523-2275. So uh, the women get the victory. Marshall's now 10-5 and overall on women's side, 5-1 and in conference play. Taking on Rice, the Owls are 4-12 and and 0-5 and in league play. So the herd's got to be on its toes. This could be an opportunity for Rice to sneak in with nothing to lose right now. Got to be careful here. Marshall led by Savannah Wheeler again, 23 points. She's looking pretty good. She hit four of her five three-pointers, so she's looking pretty solid. So we can talk more about the women later on because they're a feel-good story. I'm 
I'm excited for them. And then we got the guys. Marshall takes on FAU. Four o'clock. We'll have that game for you here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Marshall sitting at 7-11 and 11 now. 0-5 in Conference USA. Lost to FIU. Marshall, other than one time early in this series, has never lost to FIU. Never lost to FIU at home. Only lost one time, and that was a road game at FIU. This was years ago. And Marshall loses again. Eventually, it had to happen. Eventually, it had to happen. You play long enough. The other team's going to eventually find a way, I would think. If you play long enough, nothing is forever. Almost. Nothing is forever. And so, the Herd's going to eventually win. But I was thinking, okay, this is FIU. Marshall's historically been pretty good against FIU. Marshall can get a win here. Get on the right side of this for once. And no, Marshall could not get on the right side. Tavion Kinsey had 25 points, 8 for 16 shooting, 6 rebounds, 3 assists to his stat line. Andrew Taylor had 15 points, and Obina Anachili Killen had 11. David Early had 10. Anachili Killen also had 6 boards. Tavion Kenzie's getting points, and that's that's good. I know he blamed himself yesterday about some missed free throws. I'm gonna be up with, I'm gonna be up front with you and honest. Marshall was in a point where things could go one of two ways, and it went the wrong way. Marshall was up at one point in this game. So if we're talking about missed free throws being the reason here, we're looking at the wrong problem. I don't know what it's going to take to get this team on the right side. But there were some times in that game you thought, okay, this team pretty pretty good. They're playing pretty good. They seem to maybe have figured it out. They're playing a little bit more rhythm, playing with a little bit more uh, execution. And I know some would like to fault players. Some would like to fault coaching. Some would like to fault both. It's a team loss, so everybody's to blame. That's the only thing to say, honestly. Everyone's to blame. It's a team loss. This isn't uh you don't get scored on individual performances here. Tavion Kenzie at 25 points. Marshall lost the game. You lose as a team, you win as a team. So I think that's where you, you start looking as far as what is going on here. What is going on? Some of our textures yesterday on our post game. I saved some of those texts. Some of our texters wrote, and this is from last night, as a diehard fan, I truly don't know what to say at this point about the men's team. As for the ladies, I was at the game today, and they deserve all the attention they're currently getting from the fans. They're in for a special season. I'm trying to stay positive on the men's side, but alas, go herd. And the texter added, the women's team plays with a lot of heart as a team. Savannah Wheeler is exciting to watch. It was amazing seeing a great crowd having the pep band, etc. The only thing missing was Marco. Okay, can't get Marco at everything. Uh, another texter wrote that they love D'Antoni, but they're giving him this year and next year, then a change. So phasing him out, maybe that's kind of what the, the gist of it was. Another texter wrote yesterday during our postgame, 
think our boys could learn something from the girls. Boys don't have the heart, the grit, the fight to win. They're soft. Coach babies them. I mean, do you want a coach that's just 100% in your grill at all times and you, you're afraid to talk to coach? Do you want a coach that you can talk to? Do you want a coach that pushes you? How do you – what do you want? What do you want? I don't know what the answer is. I don't think you can treat each player the same. I don't think you can treat one player with, uh, okay, I'm going to push you because I know that's how I'm going to get the best out of you, and then take that pr- approach to the same, another player. I don't know if you can do that. I'm not a coach, but I don't know if you can do that. I think you got to treat everybody differently. But at the same time, you have to understand what their strengths are, what their weaknesses are, help them improve their weaknesses while accentuating their strengths. I mean, that sounds easy, but it's not. It's very hard. You're dealing with individuals here. So what's it going to take here? Is coach coach going to destroy these kids after eight straight losses? I mean, how do you get them to win? Is it by destroying them? Rebuilding them. I mean, do you? Is that? I mean, it's not like we're joining the Marine Corps here, where they break you down and then they rebuild you. They tear you down so they can build a better version of you. I don't know if we're talking about the Marine Corps here, but there's something that's got to got to happen because at the end of the day, and I was watching an exchange. This is a hockey exchange where uh, an Edmonton Oiler player. Leon Dreisaitl was not happy with some of the questions that was being asked of him because the Edmonton Oilers are going through a losing streak as well. I mean, how many times can I ask a player about, you know, how, what do you got to do to get better? What do you got to do? What do you got to do? How many times can I ask that? And the exchange got a little little heated. The player, the journalist, both could have um, been a little bit better about it. But – the talking heads afterwards pointed out that, hey, things are rough, but at the same time, you're paid to win. As a coach, you're paid to win. As a player, at the college level, you're not paid to win. You're recruited and you're offered a scholarship. And you're expected to play to your best ability. You're expected to. I mean, We're not just going to take your scholarship away if – you go on a 9-10 game losing streak here. We're not doing that here. It's a little different than college ranks. You, know, you ask a player to commit, you recruit a player. A little different dynamic. But at the same time, you're expected to go out and compete and, and try to win. So I think some criticism is going to be fair because coaches hired to win. All coaches are hired to win. The coaches hired to put the team in the best position to win, to put together the very best team possible and to lead that team to victories because we're we're paying people here. This is money. I, mean, I know this is the amateur athlete here we're talking about. Yeah, So I can't be too hard on a guy like Tavion Kenzie, Andrew Taylor. I can't be too hard on these guys. I mean, they're not getting paid for this. They're getting a scholarship, yes. They're getting benefits for being on this team, yes. And this isn't to say I'm I'm faulting one person here. I'm just saying, you know, these teams are expected to win. If the teams were not expected to win, 
we're, we're not keeping score here. We're going out just watching and, and having a good time here. That's what we're doing. So there's a little pressure here, I would think, or at least there's an expectation. you got to go out and you gotta you got to win, and that means the players are expected to – to go out and do their very, their very best. The coach has got to go out and do his very best or her very best, depending on the sport. And the players have got to do the same thing. But at the end of the day, it's okay if your team's not winning and you don't like it because that means you're passionate about it. And at the end of the day, you bring a coach in, you bring players in, they're expected to win. That's the expectation. And – I'm not going to lose my mind over all the losses because it's still entertainment for me. It is entertainment. But it's also about winning. Winning is fun. Coaches, players are expected to win. So that's where we're at right now. And I think everyone realizes that. But at the same time, it's going to get harder and harder to talk about this as – the season goes along if the wins don't happen. If Marshall gets to nine straight losses, if Marshall gets to ten straight losses, if Marshall goes past ten in the uh, loss department, 11, 12, I mean, it's going to be difficult to talk about these things because I don't know how I can ask the question any better. What I mean, what's going to have to change, Coach? I mean, what do you What do you do? This deep in, what do you do to turn this around? And at the end of the day, I don't know if you change things radically or if you push your players harder or if you, I don't know, shaking the lineup up. I don't think that's going to do anything. I don't know. Our phone line is 304-523-2275 for text. Our dial-in line is 877-420-8255, brought to you by White Claw. White Claw Heart Center, it is made pure. Before we hit the break, Texter writes, we've had a bug-eyed coach that yells to his players every step. Doesn't work. They tune him out. What's funny is I think I know which coach this um, this Texter is alluding to, and I'll keep it to myself. No Radford jokes from you folks out there that know what I'm talking about. No Radford jokes. More on the way. I'll explain that. I'll explain that. We had a coach that uh, leaned over to me one time. The bug eyes. You from Radford? I, I was asking questions. It was a younger Paul Swan. I was, I don't know if I was maybe Ryan Cirque age a little bit. Maybe I was, I, I think I was in your, yeah, a little, maybe a little older than our intern here. You know, you from Radford? No, coach, I, I cover you. I know what coach we're talking about here. I'll leave it at that. More coming up. It's The Drive, ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Brought to you by Huntington Federal Savings Bank, the local bank that's here for every step of your life's journey. Member FDIC. Our text line this hour, 304-523-2275, 304-523-2275. It's the Friday edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. Our producer this afternoon, Ryan Serkin. You know what? I'm going to ask a player what happens during a losing streak. 
There was a time when Marshall Soccer actually lost more than one game in a row. You were there, Ryan. I'm not saying it was your fault. I'm not saying it was your fault. No, I'm not putting that on you. I'm not saying that you were the part you were part of the reason why the team was losing. But there was a losing streak. And how did Coach address this? I, I'm going to give you guys a hint. I already know. But how, how did Coach address this? So it was my freshman year, and I redshirted freshman year. So it's not on me at all. Okay, not on you. Not on you. I just had to put that out there. Anyway, for us, what Chris would say is if we lose one game, it's okay. We bounce back. We'll get the next one. If you lose the second game, then we are really on the hot seat because he'll be on the hot seat technically. And he really puts us into a different scenario. We got we don't really have as much fun as we were having because we're losing. We get to the third game in a row of losing, and he says we got to treat it like the end of the world, right? And what that means is that everything has to change. Practice becomes more intense, and there's really no fun going on at all. We get to we get to the stadium. We watch film. We practice. We leave. There's nothing in between. No fun. No interaction really because we don't really deserve it, and we're we got to focus more on winning. And once that win comes, we celebrate like the end of the world never came. Okay, so one game you lose. All right, we're gonna bounce back. Tough loss. We're gonna bounce back. Second game in a row, not second game lost, the second game in a row. Okay. Um, apparently we didn't get the message here. So, uh, we're, you know, we're, we're going we're gonna to tighten up a little bit. So what I'm getting here, you guys are just going to tighten up, be a little bit more uh, mindful, a little bit more workmanlike, businesslike. You're not having fun necessarily, not miserable, but not having fun. It's just, okay, we got to go back to work. We got to work a little harder here uh, because – you know, we've lost two in a row, so we got to stop that. That's is that what I'm getting from you? Yeah, and we we know where we want to be, and we know where Chris expects us to okay. be. So we're not happy that we're losing, and Chris isn't happy, especially that we're not losing. So there's no point of us having fun when nobody's really happy. Okay, so first loss, disappointing. We're gonna bounce back from that. I understand you can't win them all, but we're gonna bounce back from that. Stay positive. Second loss, all right. We got to treat this a little bit more like a business here. Nobody's having fun. I'm not going to make you guys miserable, but we're not having fun right now. When we win, we're having fun. Third game, it's the end of the world. I'm not having fun. You're definitely not having fun now. And you're going to find out what losing three in a row really means to not having fun because he's going to be more intense. He's going to be more workmanlike. Uh, you guys are probably – Going not not afraid of coach, but just like okay, he's now he's now in a bad mood, and we know it. And things aren't going to be fun around here until we get off this losing streak. Definitely, and I don't want to know what would happen at four in a row. Ooh, okay. Luckily, we never got to that point, but we take as a team we take losses seriously. But we take it, we'll say ninety five percent, right? Chris. Grassy takes the losses at like 150%. So he takes everything a lot higher than everyone else. And it, it's good because it makes us realize how bad we're actually doing and how important it is to win. He's also keeping in mind that he's got a collection of different personalities. And you know he's not yelling at you guys or anything like that. I mean, I know he's not. I'm just uh, – but, hey, um, 
it's not fun around here right now. We and it really, it means more if you lose three in a row in, in soccer because the schedule is not that long. And basketball, here's a problem: you got a lot of games. You're going to win some. You're going to lose some. You like to win more than you lose. You like to be able to at least be on the plus side of, of the win-loss column in conference, the overall win-loss record. You like to be there. You've lost eight in a row now. Eight. And I don't know. I'd have to have I'd have to have you or someone to go back and find out the other times in his career, not just at Marshall, because when Dan started out, there was a losing streak. But the team got better. I would like to know if there is any other time in his coaching career that he's gone through anything like this because he said he was perplexed yesterday. He really hadn't gone through anything like this. And he's gone through a lot of seasons. So I'm kinda I'm kinda curious just for my own personal edification. What kind of adversity even comes close to this because it feels like this is totally new for Dan. I mean, there's wins and losses, and you bounce back from those. But now you've lost eight straight. I, when's the last time outside of maybe when Dan was uh, starting up as the head coach? When's the last time that Marshall has gone through a season like this where you've dropped eight, nine, ten in a row here? I'm going to have to get some research. And, of course, I have an intern, so that's what we do. We put them on the research squad. We'll look that information up. I don't know if we'll get that right now, but we'll think about it. We'll get some of your text in, 304-523-2275, 304-523-2275. More coming up. It's The Drive, ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Our front lines this hour brought to you by White Claw. White Claw Heart Seltzer is made pure. 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. Let's hit those phone lines. we got Junior up. He's on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. What's happening, Junior? Junior, are you with me? Are you there? Can you hear me? There you are. I was about ready yes. to blame the intern. What's happening, Junior? Uh, well, considering um, Marshall uh, losing uh, last night, not, not too much. <laughs> no, it wasn't uh, fun, was it? It was a close game uh, in some points, but it, it just wasn't fun. Losing is not fun. No, but we need to, when we kick, when we take the lead... Uh, we need to keep pouring it on instead of letting the other team come back. Putting the foot on the throttle, just just revving up and going, just putting the foot down on them. Don't let them get yeah. back up. You get them, you get, a, you get a lead on them, put them away. Put them away, and you won't, you won't hear from them again. I mean, because there's too many times, but they've let them back in the ball game. 
and we have had to come back, uh, take that last shot, just couldn't make it. If you if you get a lead on a good team, expect a run. I think that's fair. If you get a lead on a good team, expect yeah. a run. If you get a lead on that. a team that they're okay, you know, maybe they don't have what it takes to make a run on you, you can keep pouring it on. Don't let them in the game because that's why you want to keep pouring it on because there are going to be teams that will come back on you, so you want to have as much of a cushion as possible. And there are going to be that's teams where I, you can just put them away. I mean, yesterday the women, I mean. the women put it on them as much as they could because they knew that that FIU team was a good team and FIU would come back on the women, but Marshall was able to hang on, stay aggressive. I mean, Tony Kemper in his postgame comments yesterday said that this team needed to be more aggressive and not get into protect mode early. So that's what you're saying. Yeah. The men have to, once they get a lead, they got to get out of protect mode. And they got to get, uh, you know, put the foot on the gas, be more aggressive, and take it to the hole. Do you think they're capable of that, though? Uh, I think they can be. Whether or not it works out, I don't know. But uh, on another subject, just to change it, uh, how many years has that quarterback transfer got? I believe he's got a season. I'm not sure yet. I have to. I want to be. I want to be sure on that. But I think you're getting him for a season, and it's more of a stopgap measure. Finish out your career at Marshall. You get some instant experience in the quarterback room while you bring your freshmen and groom them and. And try to figure out which okay. one's going to be your, which one's going to be ultimately your starter, which one's going to be your backup. And you know, Coach Huff has said you go after three. Yeah, you get three, hoping you get two out of of it. And so yeah, I was hoping to get at least two. Yeah, yeah. I mean you got three potentials right there, so you hope you get two. But uh, it's a season. We're uh, we're checking that now just uh, for double just to double check. It's a season, so you bring him in, you bring a, a, a someone out of the portal in. They've got a season. It was sort of like like Eric Cresser. Eric Cresser had a season to play at Marshall. Yeah. So it's going to be a situation like that. But uh, I'll be listening tomorrow uh, because I'll be watching uh, our Bengals uh, play the Titans. Lucky. And, uh, Lucky. Rooting, rooting for that. Lucky, man. I, I, I'll be rooting for both of them. I'll be trying to keep an ear on the the Bengals game, keeping an eye on the Marshall game. Lucky, what could they play on uh, Sunday? That's that's what makes me mad. They couldn't they couldn't play on Sunday for my convenience. Um, I wish they could have. I wish uh, Marshall could have played at a different time as far as basketball. Right, but I understand. Yeah, well, t- tomorrow's the the travel game, the getaway game, so. You play, um, you play early. You get out of there at a decent time. Make your way back to Huntington. I get it, but at the same time, uh, I'll be recording the Bengals game once again. And uh, for the folks who want to maybe watch the game but keep an ear on the game as well, the Bengals will have it for you on the radio yeah. side. That game, radio wise, is going to be on ESPN ninety four point one AM nine thirty. The Bengals. The Marshall game will be on 93-7, the dog only. So let me point that out. So uh, you got your choices. Uh, you, you got options. That's what I thought. And uh, we'll 
We'll talk to you later, and who uh, day. Thank you, sir. Appreciate it. That's Junior checking in. You can do so as well. Our phone line, 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. I'm going to be in here tomorrow with our pregame at 3, and I've got the new Bengals cap. It came in the mail today. I got it. I got the lid. I'm going to be wearing that uh, in our in the. You won't see it, but I'll be wearing that during the pregame. I'll be wearing that also in postgame Zoom. It's going to be displaying that nice new cap because again, it was a, it was a fan cash game for Fanatics.com fan cash. I got like ten bucks off, free shipping, and ten dollars off. Like you know, I haven't bought a new Bengals hat in a few years. Let's do that. Let's go ahead and, and let's make that purchase. They know how to get. To me, I didn't get the division championship hat. I debated that. I was thinking about doing that. Just go like, you know, I'm gonna, I want to wear division AFC North champs. Like, no, no, I don't want that. I want AFC championship, not AFC North. I want AFC championship. And then when the Bengals win, not if, when the Bengals win the AFC championship and get ready to go to the Super Bowl against the 49ers for the third time. I mean, do I hold out and go, okay, no, I'm going to get the AFC championship gear or I'm going to wait for the Super Bowl gear? I can have both. I can have both. All right, I might do that. Uh, I saw a lot of Bengals gear today here in the office. My guy, Bill Cornwell, he was sporting. It looked like a new shirt. He had him a division champion shirt, like all the division championships on it. So he ordered something new. Uh, I saw uh, from... Uh, Miller in the morning over on Big Buck Country 101.5. He was here past um, like 8. J.B. Miller, he had his Bengals gear on. So I was happy to see that. Uh, salespeople, they got their, yeah, they are Bengals fan. They got their Bengals gear on. I'll be wearing mine tomorrow. I'll be, I'm good. Seeing people out with Bengals gear, it's, it's nice. It's like you, you would see someone in the, in the store, they're wearing a Bengals hat or something, and you're kind of like, "Hey, what's up? Yeah, hey, how, how are you?" It's like, it's like, yeah, we're you know like this little secret club that we now it's like, no, <laughs> we're, we're yeah. I mean, there are closet Bengal fans that are out of the closet wearing it all because the Bengals want a playoff game. We'll get your phone calls in. We'll get your texts in as well. More coming up. It's The Drive, ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Brought to you by Huntington Federal Savings Bank, the local bank that's here for every step of your life's journey. Member FDIC. Online this hour... 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. Paul Swan with you on today's edition of The Drive, ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Texter writes at 304-523-2275. Bengals, good thing Joe Montana is retired. Ain't that true? You're right there. Joe Montana. I played his video game back in the day, though. See, that's why I like having Ryan Sirk, our intern here, who is all of, what, 21 years old? What are you, 21, 22? 22. 22, all of 22 years old. Yeah, Joe Montana had a video game. Um, see, you're spoiled, man. You, 
crazy Gen Z millennials. Yeah, your video game has play-by-play and talking in it. It was a, it was a new thing back on the Sega. Sega Genesis. The game actually had play-by-play for the first time. I was like, wow. The video game is talking. I had his video game. It was pretty good. It was pretty good. Um, Texter writes, is Junior awake? Teams are leading us from start to finish. Go back to sleep, Junior. Man. It's a little, little Texter on caller crime there. Little, it is. It's a little Texter on caller crime. Uh, Texter writes, physical, physical, let's get physical. Physical, physical teams are shooting three balls in our face. Can't hit your shots. Got to stuff them. Physical, physical. Think there's a song like that. Coach D needs to sing it. It's from the 1980s. Coach D doesn't know that song. Have you heard his playlist? I have. I've heard his playlist. He's got the... Get the iPhone, you know, with the headphone jack, you plugs it into the PA. I don't know if they changed it since, but it's like it's it's his it's his playlist, man. Have you heard that? No, you you of course you haven't. Olivia Newton John physical is not on that playlist. Texture. I think I, d- I think I do know that song though. Well, it's it's iconic. It, it gets reused. It gets reused. So, yeah, you probably know that song. Texer writes, still a very good man, but not a good coach, Greg White. Hey, Greg White's a great guy. Greg White's a great guy. He just um, probably didn't like my question that day, so he leaned over with his, with his eyes bugging out at me. You from Radford? No, coach, I cover you. Then I did everything in my power to um, – to get him fired you know, on the radio. Uh, I was not a nice person back then. Um, well, I mean, I, I'm, let's not say that. I, I was, I'm, a, I'm a more mellow. I'm more mellow now. And then I played Celebration on the air when he got fired. I wouldn't do that today because, honestly, it's not fun getting fired. Uh, and uh, younger Paul Swan has mellowed out. Uh, he, is, uh, he is a much better – he's much better at this now. Uh, you don't you don't wish for anyone to get fired. Uh, I will I will own that one. But he didn't lean over at me and say you from Radford. No, coach. I know what you're trying to do here. I cover you. Yeah, don't root for people to get fired. That's not um, you don't want you don't want to do that. So, uh, Texer writes, Hey Paul, I agree with you. Basketball is a team game, and our team is solid. I see some improvements. We have the better team than the ones we're losing to. We're in a shooting slump. That makes me excited because when we start hitting our shots, we will be a tough team to beat and be a hard out. We have too much talent not to regain our shooting touch and get that swag back. We turn it around and make a run at the tournament championship. Let's stay positive and look forward to March. As Holmes writing in. If the talent's there and they can find their shot, that's the that's the one thing about all of this is the saving grace is you can win the tournament and get into the championship game when that you can go to the NCAA tournament. So that's that's the saving grace here. The season's not over. Even though right now Marshall's on an eight-game losing streak, the season's not over. You have 
an opportunity to find your shot, get this team going, get ready for the tournament, and then make your last stand in tournament. Win the tournament, you get to go to the NCAA tournament. I think a lot of Hurt fans, however, would like to win a regular season title. I know talking to Chris Grassy, and the only reason I bring this up is because Marshall has won a couple of regular season titles in Conference USA as of late. To him, losing the regular season championship, the title, is, is a failure for him. He takes that harder than losing in the conference tournament because anybody can get hot in the conference tournament and win that. The conference champion maybe doesn't win the conference tournament. Something happens. But you win the conference regular season, it's more of a reflection of your season as a whole. I mean, tournaments are different. It's a three-game, four-game, three-day stretch. Anything happens. But I think Hurt fans would like to win a conference, a regular season conference championship on a consistent basis. Football, you want to win an East Division. If you're in Conference USA one more season, if, you, know, you want Marshall to win the East Division championship and then go on to the Conference USA championship game and win that. And then the bowl is the reward, bowl's reward. But you win the conference championship. You know, for all the other sports, you want to win the regular season championship and then go out and continue that and win the conference tournament. You know, women's basketball, I hope that Tony Kemper can win a conference championship and then win the tournament. Women's volleyball, win the regular season, go win the tournament. The tournament you want to win, obviously, because that gets you to the NCAA, but you, know, you want to also win those regular season championships. Men's basketball, you want to win the regular season championship. That's I would think that's what a lot of Herd fans want. I want it. I definitely want it. I mean, right now, as a, as a Bengals fan, I want to win the AFC championship. But I wanted the Bengals to win the conference championship first, the, uh, the division. Win the division. Bengals have won the division. Okay, you want to win those, those championships because you get in the playoffs. It's a little different in college. You, know, you, win, you win a tournament, you get into the, the, the big dance. You win your regular season in football, you get to go to the playoffs and compete for the Super Bowl. But I think that's what a lot of Herd fans want. Herd fans want to see more consistent winning over a longer stretch of time to compete for regular season crowns and then go into the tournament on a good note, a high note, with momentum or with a lot of, I think the best way to describe this is with the expectation that you're one of the top teams and can win the tournament. But have a great regular season body of work. Because Hurt fans don't like to wait for wins. Nobody does. Nobody does. I mean, the only difference in some of the pro sports, like NBA, they've got games every other night. you got 82 games. 
Same thing with hockey. Soccer, not so much. So the games mean a little bit more. Football, you know, you got to win as many as you can because there's not that many games. College basketball, sort of in the middle. You got more games, but not that many. And you want to win as many as you can because it's kind of hard to get into the NCAA tournament if you're, you know, you're trying to get an at large out of Conference USA. You're not going to. You're not going to. So, yes, there's a lot of emphasis put on the conference tournament. Maybe too much. The good news is if you win the regular season, at least you get a fallback with the NIT. I mean, it's, it's, it's not the best consolation prize, but the NIT is a really good tournament. It's a good tournament. It's a lot better now that you know, people are recognizing it again because it used to be the tournament. But I, I get that. I like, the, I like the positivity there. Texter writes, thanks, Paul. I'm old school. Remember thinking roof might collapse in the old field house. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, trust me. Uh, I saw a many a game in the field house. I've seen more Marshall games outside the field house. Uh, I saw a lot of high school games in the field house. High school games, pancake festivals, concerts, wrestling. Lots of wrestling in the field house. A lot of basketball being played in the field house, though. I'll tell you what, though. The, um, the days in the field house were fun. It was a, you know, when that place was full, Back in its prime, that was a nice little barn to watch a basketball game in. I mean, it was not a it was not a bad building whatsoever. I mean, and unfortunately, it had to go because that was a prime spot to put the soccer field. But it was a nice barn. It was really nice. I mean, hockey was played there for a season, professional hockey years ago. The field house was a, a really great place to to watch a lot of things. And I wish the Henderson Center was um, – I wish the Henderson Center had that atmosphere. That's something I wish it just had that atmosphere because they were on top of you in the field house. I mean, it was fun. I mean, it wasn't um, – at the time, it was one of the larger arenas on the East Coast, the field house. I don't know if you knew that. Way back when. All right, that's going to do it for this edition of the show. I want to thank our producer, Ryan Sirk. I don't know how much longer he's going to be with me today because uh, we got to have a conversation afterwards. I looked at him and I said, man, it's, it's a tough day. Meatloaf passed away, and he looked at me and said, who? Seriously, you don't know who Meatloaf is? I have no idea. Really? All right, I got work to do. Me love passing away today. One of the most influential uh, musicians of our time. A lot of we're we're gonna go on YouTube right now, Ryan. We're gonna look up Meatloaf songs. You're gonna find out real quick. On that note, have a great weekend. I'll be back with you tomorrow here on ESPN ninety four point one and AM nine thirty. Uh, we'll have basketball. Good night. WRBC Huntington, W231BS Huntington, broadcasting from the Oscars Breakfast Burgers and Brew Studios. This is ESPN 94.1 and AM 930.